I have often come back to Concordia, specifically for the Concordia Mission Institute Summer Conference, because these are my people. Even if we're all coming from different areas of the world, the missionary community have a sense of, you get this. Welcome to the Essentially Translatable Podcast, brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. I'm Richard Esky. And I'm Emily Wilson. And we are going to talk today to Louisa Landbauer. She is the director of the Concordia Mission Institute. And um, I just really love this interview that we had with her. She is so sweet. Mm-hmm. And um, just her passion for the mission and her role in equipping folks for mission really came through. Yeah. And seeing how... The Concordia Mission Institute has changed over the years, and each individual who has contributed to it um, has had a, a unique perspective. But for her to be able to come in as a missionary kid, all grown, and having been in ministry as a Lutheran school teacher, and bringing in her her cross-cultural awareness and also being very much planted in the community of Concordia, Missouri as uh, the wife of one of our pastors here at St. Paul's Lutheran Church. Just a wonderful, unique perspective as she is working with the organizations all involved and communicating about what will happen at the Concordia Mission Institute Summer Conference. So we hope you enjoy this interview with Louisa Leyenbauer and learn a little bit more about what goes in behind Concordia Mission Institute. All right, we are here in the studio today with Louisa Leyenbauer, who serves as the director for the Concordia Mission Institute. So great to have you in the studio today. Welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to be here. So we always like to introduce our listeners to our guests. And can you share a little bit about your background? How did you actually get involved with the Concordia Mission Institute and then become the director? Great questions. I am a missionary kid. So when I was one year old, my parents moved to Russia, and we were there 11 years, and overall, they were overseas for 20 years, and I spent seven of those years in high school here at St. Paul Lutheran High School, and then on I went to Concordia University, Nebraska, to get my teaching degree, and ultimately, I wanted to go back overseas, Mm -hmm. and teaching seemed like a really great way to do that. I spent five years on the West Coast teaching at Lutheran schools there and had a great time, but I was dating a seminarian, (laughs) and you never know where they're going to end up. So ultimately, his first call out of the seminary was back here to Concordia, Missouri, and I thought, wow, I'm going home. (laughs) So back I came, and I have often come back to Concordia specifically for the Concordia Mission Institute Summer Conference, Mm -hmm. because these are my people. Even if we're all coming from different areas of the world, the missionary community have a sense of, you get this, Mm -hmm. that overseas experience and or even just the interest in engaging people in the gospel. And that's something that has always been, as I look at my life, people have always invested in me that way, pointing me to Jesus, and just had a really great time engaging people with the gospel and that joy, and that's something 
now I'm married to the seminarian who <laughs> is the associate pastor here in town, and we have a little girl. And as I stepped back from teaching, uh, the initial Concordia Mission Institute director is stepping into teaching. Right. So I stepped into her role for directing the Concordia Mission Institute. That's awesome. Being able to... You're flip-flopping in some ways. Yes. Yeah. So Concordia Mission Institute, for those who don't know what it is, what is it and what are some of the goals? Great. The Concordia Mission Institute is ultimately a partnership mainly between Mission of Christ Network, Lutheran Bible Translators, and St. Paul Lutheran High School to train and equip missionaries in their various contexts throughout the world. And those are usually Lutheran Bible translators and Mission of Christ work missionaries. And the main event is the summer conference, and that's how it all started. Mission of Christ Network had eight missionaries that they were training back in 2014. A couple years later, LBT got on board, uh, wanted to partner up, yep. and that's when it became officially Concordia Mission Institute. And from there... We have goals to expand and partner with congregations or other uh, groups that would like training for their missionaries, whether that's short-term groups or there's actually a group that approached Mission of Christ Network asking for help training ethnic groups in the United States to reach the white people who don't believe in Jesus. Mm. So there are big plans. It's just a matter of deciding there are many choices, I should say. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of deciding what to do and how to do it really well. Mm-hmm. Sounds exciting. And looking forward to seeing where the Concordia Mission Institute will plug in and serve the greater church. But uh, coming back to the summer conference where it all started each year, um, tell us a little bit about what happens during the conference and who attends. So it's a week long. Mm-hmm. It's from Sunday to Saturday. And those who attend are missionaries and staff from Lutheran Bible Translators, Mission of Christ Network. And then we also have some mission explorers, so people who are interested in joining either one of those groups and want to get some more information or figure out what this is all about. And then we also have guests. So whether those guests are plenary speakers or people from other organizations who we're partnering with, those are mostly who we have who come. Okay. And... uh as we um, gather together uh, around themes about the mission of God, let's talk a little bit about the four themes and, you know, in general at every conference there, maybe a, a little bit about what's going to be happening this year particularly. The four themes are the pillars of mission <laughs> that, you know, the regional directors of the LCMS World Mission came up with. So back when John Mayle and Mike Rodewald and Paul Mueller were regional directors, they were asked to come up with these four pillars. So our mission of God, vocation, partnership, and engagement. So we spend a weekday on each one of those themes. So mission of God is Monday, vocation Tuesday, and then Thursday and Friday are partnership and engagement. And then Wednesday is a day when LBT focuses on things LBT needs to focus on and MCN focuses on those MCN things. Yeah, I love how it's just evolved over time to of initially with the conference of, okay, we're, we're meeting just very specific training needs, some skill development, and how it has just moved in a direction of 
let's look even beyond what we're currently doing and how we might fine tune and grow in soft skills and as well as technical skills. So this year we have a unique set of speakers uh, coming in and sharing about each of those themes. And those are the plenary speakers and there are breakout sessions as well. But who do we have sharing this year uh, from the plenary speaking? For Mission of God, we have most of these guys are Reverend Doctors. So <laughs> Will Schumacher, and he just retired from Concordia Seminary, St. Louis. And he has, he's uh, in the history department or was in the history department there and then also did some mission things. And then we also have on Tuesday, we have a woman. Yay! Hey. Heidi Gaiman, who's a deaconess and also a licensed clinical social worker. Thursday, we have Reverend Dr. Samuel Duressa, who is a professor up at Concordia University in uh, Minnesota, so St. Paul. And he is followed on Friday by Reverend Dr. Justin Hanneman, who's also a pastor in addition to being, or a, has a Zemdiv, in addition to being certified in counseling in several different ways. He has his PhD in such a variety. It is. And, yeah. you know, like, and Deaconess Heidi Gaiman is such a blessing. And I, I'm going to, you know, definitely be really excited for that day of being able to just, just soak it up. But being really to, able to contextualize based off of their their own background, but then also presenting on these themes and, and digging in. So these topics... How like of the that they're presenting on, what how have, are they crafting it to missionary staff and partners? Like, what is it that they're tying in with the experience of ministry? That's a really cool question. The whole setup of the week is designed to help us figure out or to understand deep more deeply our identities mm-hmm. in. You know, what is our role in the mission of God? So we start with the mission of God on Monday. And from that identity as God's child and doing his work in his world, and then also moving into vocation, and these are the different facets of my life that I have, in work and home and family and all these things, and moving from that more idea-based to then application of partnership and, well, vocation for sure, partnership and engagement. So moving from what's happening inside me to how does that happen in my words and actions and my life, ultimately. Now, Emily said she's excited for Heidi Gaiman Day. So is there a a particular one that you're more excited about? I am excited for Tuesday. Yeah. And it's hard for me to choose because I think every single day and every single plenary speaker is going to have really great things. I think Tuesday excites me because this year is the first year that we are doing a third culture kid Mm. workshop, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So we have uh, one on Tuesday and one on Thursday to follow up. So I'm excited for the people leading that and for the kids and just to I know how many people invested in me and how much that means for me in my life as I grew in who I am and my identity and that not being necessarily a place or a a people group. Sure. So I think that that's 
something dear to my heart that I love to see. And I think it's wonderful. It's on vocation day because that's well, the first one is because that is such a important part of our vocations, no matter who we are, or where we are to invest in our families and and each day really is a building block right. on the next. So last year I was gone for half of the the conference event for the National Youth Gathering down in Houston. Hmm. And so I missed the first part of the week. And so people were like, oh, the session at the beginning, like on Monday was just so rewarding and it just tied in so beautifully with on Tuesday. I'm like, I missed all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was so disappointing. There's always something to miss. So yeah. Carefully cultivated and crafted, right? Right. We, we go out to the content fields and... <laughs> hmm. No, and just kidding. <laughs> this year, uh, Reverend Dr. Mike Gibson will be our devotional leader throughout yeah. the week. And I was talking to him and we were talking about, I just want everything to be carefully cultivated and crafted and right. very purposeful. And I want it to be the absolute best it can be. And he said, it won't be unless God's doing something in it. So I think that was sure. something he and you and various people have helped me remember that I can plan all I want but ultimately what's going to happen is what God makes happen. And sometimes those really good things are in the things that don't go well. And that hurts my pride, but that is definitely <laughs> something that I've been reminded of throughout this planning. Yeah, I'm excited for um, Justin Hanneman and his presentation too, because it's it's just, a, um, you know, to be with missionaries and to train for overseas missionary service is really important. And yet the mission, where the mission is, is just everywhere now. And Christians really need to be equipped for lots of different situations. So I, there's also a, a shift this year at the Institute's conference to make it that, you know, mission doesn't necessarily mean exotic. It means that it's something that really you can grasp and do something with right now. That I couldn't agree more. And our tagline for Concordia Mission Institute has been uh, by missionaries for missionaries. And ultimately, we're all engaged in proclaiming the gospel. Right. So semantics aside, in a sense, we're all missionaries. Correct. Yeah. Whether or not we're overseas. So to see, to bring in a guest like Justin Hanneman, who maybe hasn't been overseas, but these are universal things that he is addressing and helping us be better at engaging humans, not just based on cross-cultural experiences worldwide, but also the, you know, my husband's family and my family are as Lutheran church worky as it gets, but we have some very serious cultural differences. So just to know that there are boundaries and barriers that can be taken down mm -hmm. no matter where you are. So interwoven throughout the week between the plenary sessions are different breakout sessions, and they range from workshops to lectures to kind of discussions, right? So what are some of the examples from maybe previous years to kind of give people some idea of where we have been at, versus what, what did we have lined up this year? Last year, one that stuck out to me, I was I was looking back, is virtual fatigue. Wow. Right. 
this year we have uh, incarnational living. I love this. Get out of the way. <laughs> uh, doom gloom in your prayer life. Oh. Uh, Seth Hins is coming in to do story brand. Right. And I think looking at, again, we're evolving in how we address the third culture kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, and getting the parents involved because they're the ones who are ultimately with them so much of the time and having having more of a sense of what people need. Mm-hmm. I think year after year, that's something I love about this is that I'm going to make mistakes and I can make it, I can always improve next year. Right. Yeah, virtual fatigue, some of the other sessions in the past as well. Um, I was going to say emotional intelligence was one that yep. was really helpful. Michael right. Ursland was very animated with that one. Yep. I think that Nader Hannah has led mm-hmm. about spiritual warfare and being able to be in um, in relationship and doing ministry right. it, with uh, people who have the practice of Islam. Yep. And very practical things like, you know, for the folks in remote settings where it's a little more complicated, how to worship or how to, how to cope when worship is lacking and just some real practical resources and tools for a gathering together and, uh, and being sent with and even giving yourself permission to, you know, approach um, how you're going to do that in a, in a, different situation. Yeah, lots of lots of great stuff. So in addition to some of these real practical components, the missionary spiritual care is also a key component of the Concordia Mission Institute. So in what ways does CMI offer missionary staff and partners a space and a place for spiritual refreshment while we're gathered together? First of all, the fellowship of believers. Many of our missionaries are out in a place where they don't see each other very much, mm-hmm. and there are some contingents where they have more day-to-day face time with people at the same time just to come together and realize I'm part of this bigger organization group of people who are on the same trajectory as me we have these things in common and no matter where we are in the world we ultimately pointing people to Jesus and we have a similar background and day-to-day experience. And I think that that ultimately is a huge goal of the conference, just bringing people together. In addition to that, we have something every weekday. We have every morning we start with devotions in the first place and then at seven most of the nights we have a devotion or evening prayer or hymn sing. Mm-hmm. We have a sending service on Friday. And then in addition to that, we have this year the prayer working group Yay. is providing uh, more intentional time to be able to go and pray with someone or to take time away to pray. And it's a full week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I'm exhausted thinking about it. <laughs> and if you're an introvert, it's yeah. it can yeah. be difficult right. to manage. And if you're an extrovert, it's doesn't mean it's necessarily any easier, especially if you want to go out and see people. But what example did Christ give us? Yes. But to go off and uh, take time to talk to God and still be in relationship and not taking away from the fact that we are with each other, uh, but to have that opportunity, I'm very excited to have the prayer working group making that happen. And I love too that you guys have created in the schedule 
Like, because the initial years, it was like, boom, 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 session, session, session. And people were ready to fall over. And as an extrovert, I was like, well, what's the problem? And it's like, uh, no, <laughs> boundaries are good. And like you said, that is, it is biblical to, to go and seek quietude and be in relationship with the Lord and the reflect and retreat time to be able to have that too as a spiritual care component of we see you you know this is a, an event where you know the summer long you know summer long the mm. summer conference <laughs> feels that way for me <laughs> i was so. gonna say we don't want all it. summer long all <laughs> summer long it's concordia mission institute camp <laughs> as long as concordia don't. missouri in july who could ask for more <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's actually been really nice. Yeah, it has not, been. It's not July. But it's yet. not July. Dot, dot, dot. But the summer conference uh, allowing for a space of growing in our skills and our, our understanding and in our um, just encouragement of one another, but also having that time of, I need to process. I need to really absorb what I've just heard. Um, and whether it's, I need to process externally with someone you know, and having that reflection time of being together or if it is solo. And uh, I really do see that as part of the, the spiritual care component. But unfortunately, I'm taking that away from you, Rich, by scheduling podcasts. So, you know. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's all right. We uh, got to work while the sun is shining at Concordia <laughs> Mission Institute. Some of the the uh, the traditions there. I believe I heard they're square dancing this year. Is that that's Correct. also on so, Tuesday. Another yeah. reason to be Tuesday is the Tuesday. big day. Yeah, it's yeah, really coming in, right. uh, coming in strong. Um, that's really good. Will there be snacks this year? Great question. <laughs> I've already done a snack run. Have you? Okay. That is correct. And yeah. we we have a great snack team. Right. It is amazing, and I've always noticed this in high school. You could get anyone to anything if you just oh, there's a service project we have snacks you know, and all of a sudden all these high schoolers who emerge out yeah of the woodwork it's amazing and it's the same for missionaries i've right. noticed so the snack game is strong right at cmi and yeah. at the summer conference we we value fuel <laughs> all kinds of fuel right all right so as you've been Going this first round here, putting together the the conference planning and directing. It's a multi organizational event. It's multi generational. Um, what's been the most challenging for you in the process of planning and directing this? Communicating well. Mm -hmm. It takes time, mm -hmm. and sometimes I underestimate the amount of time that I need to do a good job. And usually that means saying less rather than more, or saying the same amount over a various amount of time rather than all at once. And I think that that challenge has been in the forefront of my mind because I want good relationships. Yeah. And not just me, everybody wants good relationships. And I think that that's also the blessing. And the most rewarding aspect is the, again, people who have come around and been so supportive and that's something that I have experienced my whole life, I think, is that investment. And I want to do that for others. And I think that being in this role with missionaries in a teaching 
an educational aspect to it is extremely rewarding because these are the things I care most about Mm -hmm. and having these relationships and being able to break down barriers, you know, if there are misunderstandings to come at everything in humility as much as I can and knowing I have so much to learn and so many people to be thankful for. And I'd like to point others to Jesus the way others have pointed me to Jesus. That's awesome. And just it's so true that this is an environment where we can all grow together and in humility and our understanding, there's always something to learn. Even the the most experienced individuals, those plenary speakers, how often they are sharpened by each other, by the people who are participating in the conference. It's always been uh, a blessing to me to hear about how they they have learned so much over the course of the event, uh, not just you know an outgoing thing, but coming into. So, where is it that people can go to find out more about Concordia Mission Institute if they're looking like how could I be praying? How is it that I I can learn more? We were talking about growing. This is something we need to grow in at the Concordia Mission Institute. There are two places that I would go. The first is concordiamissioninstitute.org. It's not a, uh, you need a login to get into all the material, but it has a good overview on the about page. Mm-hmm. And then if you do a quick Google search for the Concordia Mission Institute then the there's a page on the Mission of Christ Network website that's set up. And then there's we also have a CMI Summer Conference event website that is searchable right now as well. And that is something we need to be better about. The reason we're not being that most of the people who come are in-house. We don't have space on campus right. to just invite everybody to come to our training, though that would be... Cool. Mm-hmm. It's just not in the capacity for that week yet. So the the balance of wanting people to know about it and know that it's happening and that we're expanding at the same time the summer conference itself is. Right. Yes. The, the steering committee overseeing the Concordia <laughs> Mission Institute in its uh, infinite wisdom as said, get through a summer conference first, then we'll think about expanding, right? So, Correct. And yeah, there's there's so many opportunities, as you said earlier, that you know are possible for the the institute and the infrastructure building to that will will come. But for now, ConcordiaMissionInstitute.org will give you uh, an oversight, right, of of uh, what's happening with the conference and how can folks that are listening be praying for you and for everyone attending for the uh, Concordia Mission Institute summer conference. And it wrote down here, make me good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pastor who would lead devotions before all the teachers went out to their classrooms. And that's what he said one morning. He just said, Lord, make us good at this. And that's what we want. That's why we are training. That's why we bring people back. That's why we um, support as much as we can. Because ultimately, this mission is God's, and he wants everybody to come to know him and be in his family. And why wouldn't he want us to be good at this? And he gives us the tools and the capacity and the energy and the everything we need. And I think that's just 
it's one of those prayers that you can pray and you know that God will make you good at what you need to be good at. Right, because as this year's conference theme is, uh, which we haven't said yet, but we're saving the best for last, right? Um, God is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, right? So tell us a little bit about the, the theme a little more. Uh, the immeasurably more theme is perfect timing for me personally, because I know that what I am doing here and all the control I want to have over this and the carefully crafted conference I want to happen, God is going to take this broken me and the mistakes and everything that happens in the conference, and he's going to do something great through it, and maybe I won't even ever see what that is or how exactly those stories play out. I'm sure I'll see some of them, but not all of them. And I'm, it's, it's humbling to know that again, that God is using your brokenness to do, to do great things or using you in spite of your brokenness. And, uh, I think about a child praying mm-hmm. for my stuffed puppy mm-hmm. and you think, wow, you know, that's not, really a prayer God needs to hear, but he says, bring even the smallest things. So good idea. And I think about how the God is able to do immeasurably more than what we ask or imagine that I am like that child my whole life. I don't know what I need. I don't know the things to pray for. And, you know, the Holy Spirit intervenes. He groans for us. And I just am so thankful that that's true because I have a limited imagination. I can't imagine what God is going to do in any of the things that we plant our seeds. We plant our seeds throughout our lives and Apollos water, but God gives the growth. I love to hear your heart for this ministry and for what God is doing throughout uh, the Concordia Mission Institute summer conferences and all of the opportunities ahead. And I just want to say thank you for all of your effort, uh, for all of the the countless hours that um, have surely been put in to bring all of the details together. Um, and uh, we know that God is going to be at work and um, that he is more than capable of doing immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. So thank you so much, Louisa, for joining us on the podcast. But moreover, thank you for organizing this conference. Thank you. I like you guys. <laughs> I, Thanks. I should have had that in my highlights. There we go. But that is, it was inferred, I think, you know. <laughs> One of the joys of doing this conference is working so closely with really great people like yourselves. Oh, thanks. Yep, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, it's been really fun to watch Louisa in this role as director for Concordia Mission Institute and how uh, she's coordinated with you and uh, Pastor Paul Mail and Reverend Dr. John Mail about all of the inner workings and how to get people involved from outside of our organizations and to speak into 
ministry and best practices for how we might be able to engage in mission and that she she answered it best of mission happens everywhere and so this idea of mission being out there no it's it's right where you are and to be able to apply those principles is really neat yeah it was a lot of fun being part of the steering committee for the concordia mission institute and conference and uh getting together with louisa every month and just watching her grow in um, understanding all that's involved with the conference and um, new ideas and connections that she would make in terms of, you know, we on the steering committee would say, like, we've wrestled with this problem over the last couple of years. And she'd say, oh, I know somebody that could help with that. And just the 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 way we worked together was really great. And uh, she was able to build on a great foundation set by uh, Iantha, the previous director, and uh, Ishni, who's helped out a lot from uh, Lutheran Bible Translators as well. So, Really looking forward to the conference, and again, it was uh, great to spend time with Louisa today. If you want to learn more about Concordia Mission Institute, want to encourage you to check out the website, concordiamissioninstitute.org. Thank you for listening to the Essentially Translatable podcast brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. You can find past episodes of the podcast at lbt.org slash podcast or subscribe on Audible, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow Lutheran Bible Translators' social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or go to lbt.org to find out how you can get involved in the Bible translation movement and put God's Word in their hands. The Essentially Translatable podcast is produced and edited by Andrew Olson. Our executive producer is Emily Wilson. Podcast artwork was designed by Caleb Rodewald and Sarah Radowski. Music written and performed by Rob Veit. I'm Richard Rudowski, so long for now.